Here we go. All right. Now, now we're cooking with oil, whatever they say. Episode 51 of Joey Hates Everything. It's Joey Capuana here with uh, the producer. And uh, his name is Mark Hellemery, if you don't already know. And we were supposed to have two guests tonight, but they, they could not make it. Um, two, two grown men in their 20s, both with car payments and cell phone payments, uh, both pay rent, could not figure out how to get Zoom on their phone. Uh, so, I, you know, that's that's how we started out tonight. I spent about an hour doing that. And then um, my final messages were not open because it turned out they were playing Xbox together the whole time. So that's that's sick. That's sick. Um, but basically, just glad to have Markel here. He, he's always he's always down to do an episode. He's invested in this show. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get him paid for it. Don't you worry about that, folks. Uh, he'll be getting 5% in this podcast at some point. Markel, how are you doing? I know you just had a delicious salmon. It had to have been delicious because you spent three and a half hours on it. But uh, glad to have you on the podcast. How's your week going? It's going swell. It's going swell. You know, it's going just chilling like a villain. Now, I don't remember if we talked about it before, but Markel, you're, you're working... Um, I don't, I don't want to say what they do or give away anything, but you're sort of working assembly line style and I can't stop thinking about it. Every time I think about it or we talk about your job or your shift, it brings me right back to 2019. And I can almost feel it's like a, <clears throat> some sort of weird response in my brain where just a tiny bit, there's like a, a reserve, an oil reserve of a little bit of cocaine, just microscopic amounts that whenever I think about that year still get released back into into my brain cells. So it's always fun to keep updated with that. Um, I, yeah, let's, let's get right into it. We've got some, some fun topics here. Always a lot of fun stuff going on lately in America. So want to dive right in. This one's a little bit of an older article. Um, I'm not sure how I didn't see it. It's all the way back from Tuesday, June 14th, CNN, uh, Tokyo. Japan's parliament on Monday passed legislation making online insults punishable by imprisonment imprisonment amid rising public concern over cyberbullying sparked by the suicide of reality television star who had faced social media abuse. So what I wanted to say about this is, man, this is sort of like, this is sort of like Cosby in the 90s. All of these ridiculous things that I say on here, and it's, oh, it's a fun time, man. I don't care if I offend you. It, it might be seen someday as a crime, and God knows if I'll ever be able to take this stuff down. Now, I'm not Cosby. I'm not, I'm not slipping things into ladies' drinks, but I, just, I do think that we're getting to a point where we're treating uh, people who said a no-no online as criminals and putting them into prison. That doesn't... <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really make sense to me. How about this? If you're a movie star um, in Japan or wherever you are, especially in America, if you're making millions of dollars and somebody says for you to kill yourself online and you do it, there's a word for that. There's a term. It's called Darwinism. That's natural selection. If you make enough money to kind of go do whatever the fuck you want and you let somebody get to you online... I'm sorry. I don't know what else to tell you. Now, I've never been a movie star in Japan. Maybe I don't know what this woman went through, but it's the same thing when I see the AT&T girl crying on what's that? What's that fucking app where Kodak Black accidentally dropped his phone in the shower and 90 million people saw his cock? What the fuck is the name of that app? Periscope. She was on Periscope 
where you can type all these little comments in there as somebody's talking and they all come up one by one as they're being submitted. And she's talking about how she, I, I, and I'm not making this up folks. You can go find this on YouTube. Look up AT&T girl Milkies. Just look that up. This woman is near tears because people are online talking about uh, how big her tits are going mommy Milkies making jokes like that. And her response to something like that which upsets her hey that's a little ridiculous that upsets you making millions of dollars to talk about phones and people are talking about your nice tits and you're crying some women are 300 pounds and don't get men to talk to them ever what i'm saying is if you're going to treat that situation by going on then going on to social media and just hoping that's going to make it better I have no, I have no suggestions for you. There's nothing I can do. Tyler, the creator had that great tweet from like 2014, one of the greatest tweets of all time. He said, how is cyber bullying even a thing? Turn the fucking computer off and go outside. And so, you know, to this, for this woman to have done that, you know, there's probably other things going on. uh, Some things maybe we don't know about that she was facing in her life. That's not the fucking guy's fault for saying that online. I don't care what he said. The second we try start treating things like words and we start putting people in prison for as long as we would put somebody in prison for walking up and punching another person in the face for a disagreement, that's where we start to lose our footing a little bit. And we start to get too much control to um, not only the, the government, which Japan, I, I don't know a lot about them. Jake's going to move there and they're going to put him in a work camp for being on this podcast. But I don't know a lot about it. It just seems like it, it is in the world. So folks, this is happening. This is happening. And it, I don't care if you're somebody who your only social media use is, is you post a picture of your ass in a bikini once at the beginning of every summer. And then uh, on Thanksgiving, there's a post of you and your family. You might not give a fuck about what's being censored because that's not going to apply to you until that keeps going and going and going. And all of a sudden you can't say what you want in a public space. It's gone to that place in history before. And the fact that we're starting out with, uh, with somebody being sent to prison over cyberbullying is just, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it, it's, just, it's just a lot for me. I'll keep reading here. Where was I? Under the, under the amendment uh, to the country's penal code, sets take effect later this summer. Offenders convicted of online insults can be jailed for up to one year or fined 300,000 yen, about $2,200. It's a significant increase from the existing punishment of detention for fewer than 30 days and a fine up to 10,000 yen, which is $75. So again, they're just going to keep pushing this and pushing this um, until, they can, until they can get it to America. China is trying as hard as they can. I thought China and Japan didn't like each other. Like their governments didn't like each other or, or whatever. Why? Why are you doing China shit, guys? Um, it's upsetting. One of the most important things to me is, is freedom of speech. And I think that this is a, it's just a massive step in the wrong direction. Uh, we've been taking steps backward for years now. So um, yeah, I, I used to make a lot of online insults when I had Twitter. If anybody doesn't know, I, I was way into Twitter. I was, I was hardcore into Twitter. To the point where it would affect, uh, like it would affect shit. I would say shit and then see people in real life, and they, you know, they would be sad about it. I once, um, I once absolutely cyberbullied the shit out of this girl, and she had it coming. I think I made a post about 
saying religion was bullshit, which is my right as a goddamn 16 year old smoking pot and cigarettes. You get to believe in you get to not believe in God. All right. For a little bit when you're a teenager, I don't believe in it now, but I'm just saying, don't get on somebody's dick about their religion. For real. You make fun of it. Make fun of somebody for not knowing. But getting up their asshole is wild about is wild. Anyway, this girl came back at my tweet and I was like, that's that's dumb. Also, I don't like this person. I'm going to hit her hard as fuck. And I came back with, look, I'm sorry God gave you a, pay, a, a forehead the size of Peyton Manning, but it's just, I don't believe in God. And I think it's still all bullshit. I said something like that. I'm not doing it justice by butchering it right now on the podcast, but so many people were upset by it and responded to it from our high school that it reached uh, Hosanna Church. Do you remember Hosanna? Yeah. And w- one of their pastors reached out to me and was like on Twitter, like did it publicly, not on a DM. So you know what his intentions were there. Get those followers up, um, so he can so he can sleep with more uh, with more fourteen year old girls or eight year old boys. Anyway, he offered to take me out to coffee so that we could talk about the Lord. And it's just things like this that make me go, are you, are you trying to get me away from it? I don't know how I got into this story. That, that, that kind of leads me into my next topic is where I was so, sort of going for that. Um, Japan, fix your shit. But that does sort of lead me into my next topic. This is from the New York Times. FINA, which is the Federal Institute of, of Swimming Association, N apparently stands for whatever word there is for swimming in France. They're the ones who, who run it, the French. Uh, they restricted transgender women from competing at the elite level. So what this means is if you transitioned uh, before you went through puberty, and I don't know how they determined that, I was a boy until I was 15 years old. I don't know how they determine what that age is gonna be. I, I remember being 13 and the, there were guys that looked like they were Marines uh, in my class. And so you can't, if you've taken the hormones or the testosterone, I believe, um, to transition before you get to puberty, that's a massive advantage. Um, If you do it after, they're still saying you can compete. And so following up here, uh, Fina said trans women who experienced male puberty could not compete in women's events. World Swimming would also establish a new open category for athletes who identify as women, but do not meet the requirement to compete against people who were female at birth. And this is what I was almost, the last thing I was saying was gonna lead into this. It almost feels like this is not trans people. Like this is not the LGBT community saying that we, this is what the hill we're gonna die on. This to me seems like anti LGBTQ people who are trying to make these people seem ridiculous. I can promise you 98.99% of trans people, they don't give a fuck about swimming. You know why? Because people don't give a fuck about swimming. They want to just be treated like humans and use the bathroom that they prefer and not be called a faggot in the workplace or not be dead named. So when they want all of those basic things, it makes people who are not, who are on the fence or maybe a little bit, you know, they're not comfortable with the idea of trans people. When they hear this and they have a daughter or, or a niece or something like that, immediately they just think of a jacked dude with his cock sticking out of the side of the bikini or the Speedo, whatever they wear, just just destroying his girls, doing laps on him in the pool. And he's almost right. He's almost right. 
Leah Thomas is the one, that's the name of the, uh, the woman who sparked this whole thing. She was ranked 500,000th, 500,000th in the NCAA and uh, amongst the men. And then when she transitioned to female, she was the number one. I don't know what other evidence we need to say, hey, this is one you, ju you, just, you just don't get to do. I'm sorry. And um, I'm of the belief that, dude, we should give that, we should give trans people every other, every other right, literally, besides this one. And so it makes me think that the people pushing this are not really the transgender community. Um, well, I'm not sure. I have an idea. Okay, go ahead. What we should do is we should make like a league for trans only people. How about that? I don't know. I see that's that's tough. What I would like is if we're I'm trying to think about that legitimately because I just don't I don't know if there's enough trans athletes to do that. Are there? Uh, yeah, you know, most of them are are uh, doing the strip club at brunch in Phoenix. No, that's that's not true. I'm joking. We have a lot. Of, we have to tell people that that's not true. One third of the people that listen to this podcast are in South Dakota and don't have access to fucking Zoom, so they have to be told those sort of things. Um, I don't think that they could they could create a transgender league. God, would I watch it though? Oh boy, would I watch it? That would be that would be very interesting. If you had just if you just identify as trans, if you uh, were assigned female at birth and you transition into a man or you want to transition into a female, we throw the whole mix in there. Um, <laughs> get somebody wild to run it. Who would run that? Get somebody ridiculous. Zendaya. Oh, get Zendaya to run it. Zendaya is, is the queen of the trans. I, I, don't know, I don't know what it is that they love about her so much. Maybe that, I think she hooks up with a trans girl in, uh, in Euphoria. And did it get me hard? Yeah. But um, I think that that's why people love her so much, and I, they, they really identify as, with her. So I could I could see her being the Roger Goodell of, of the trans league. Um, what would their issues be? Like the NFL um, was basically selling cheerleaders into into sex slavery over in Washington. I don't. I think the trans people would probably chill and not do things like that. So let's go ahead and get them a league. I'm going to go ahead and put a uh, a GoFundMe in the description here. Last thing I'll say about it, uh, I, I guess I just want them to have every other right, straight up. You know, there's just, we have to, we have to say sometimes when the, the evidence is out there that this is not going to work, uh, we got to move on. Let's move on to the third topic here. Does my audio still sound okay? Yeah. Yeah, with it, this was a two-hour setup. We're on episode 51 here, folks. It took two hours to get this bitch going. So if it doesn't record, I'm going to freak out. Uh, here's one from Forbes. I love this. I love this. Nevada hits $1 billion in gambling revenue for the 12th consecutive month. This is referring to June. After the earliest days of the pandemic dealt with a crushing blow to Nevada's casinos, annual gross gaming revenues plummeted from $12 billion in 2019 to $7.8 billion in 2020. The Silver State's most important industry has roared back to life. The state has started its $1 billion in gaming revenue per month in March 2021, just as COVID capacity restrictions in casinos started to ease and Nevada reported a record $13.4 billion in annual gaming revenue in 2021. 
my God, do I have to start typing these out? I can't read my own fucking handwriting. It's in marker here because it just marker writes quicker. And I'm struggling to read these, these cue cards I have because it looks like Arabic. Um, yeah, dude, I, I'll be honest with you. March Madness hit me hard this year. March Madness hit me in the dick hole. I, it hurts to get hit in the balls, but the balls, that'll go away after a little bit. Any guy who's been just absolutely kicked in the dick hole knows what it's like to lose on sports because they set it up in a way that's, it's just, you can't understand it. You can't understand it. The team that's supposed to win never wins. And uh, they somehow pull shit off at the end and, and, and fuck up your whole day. I must have lost $400 on, on March Madness this year, uh, maybe 300 on football. So that just means, you know, we got to hit it harder next year. Got to do a little more research. Got to invest more. Uh, maybe use FanDuel instead of DraftKings. Fuck DraftKings, by the way. Markel, I feel like you used to gamble and now you don't anymore. What's the most you've ever lost in one sitting? Did we, did we lose Markel? It. Oh, dude, is it a bad one? I'm just thinking about it. It can't be our friend Sad that went day. into witness protection. It can't be as bad as that. That motherfucker lost about 35K. Go ahead. I'm going to grab my lighter. No, I lost like $1,000 one time. Oh, dude, bad. I thought you were going to say way worse than that. That's, come on, <laughs> come on. That's just being in your 20s. Yeah, you, you ain't lost a thousand on gambling in your 20s. You got a vagina. Um, no, I don't, I don't see that as being crazy. And do you know why? Is because you don't have, I don't think that you have crazy impulses or that at least you don't have an impulse problem anymore if you ever did. I noticed that you can just stop smoking pot when you want to. Uh, your mom has cigarettes in the garage and you don't smoke cigs. That's insane. That's insane to me. So I don't think that uh, losing $1,000 a few years ago on gambling when you're a kid is is really anything to be that ashamed of. I thought you were going to say $10,000. Uh, I was actually. just joking. Oh, you, just... you were joking about 1000 No, no, I lost 1000 but I was just trying to, you know, make the anticipation. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. I was about to say, dude, because, uh, you know, when you get out here, we're, we're going to Vegas. We're just doing it. And I think that yeah. I'll probably lose a thousand the first night. I'll probably end up in jail the first night. Um, God damn. I still remember last year, my dad and my brother, they went back to Minnesota for the Browns Vikings game. And my dad was like, yeah, I was just, he just said this casually while we we're hanging out. I don't remember if I told this on the podcast. He just said this casually while we we're hanging out in the pool. He goes, yeah, I was trying to decide, you know, if I want to go see Browns or the Raiders, but the Raiders is in Vegas and Dominic wants to go to Minnesota. That's my little brother. You know, I just, I ended up going with the Browns. I was going to take you though, if we went to see the Raiders and I almost, dude, I almost bit through my teeth. Like I, I almost shattered my teeth. If I would have got to see the Vikings play the Raiders in Vegas, you know what? Maybe, maybe he decided not to, because I might not been able to handle it. Uh, week four um, on a dwindling roster where we were losing talent by the season need to win a game early on. Vikings were not doing well, blowing, blowing early leads. I, I probably would have fought a man with, 
silver spray paint on his face. That's just probably what would have happened. You get seven drinks in me and it comes to football. I'm going to start getting a little bit rowdy. I'm going to start getting a little rowdy. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember where I was going with that. ABC 15 Arizona. Here's why some Valley cities won't have fireworks this 4th of July. Phoenix, Arizona. 4th of July is just around the corner, but some Valley cities already know they won't be lighting up the sky with fireworks. The most common reason, supply chain issues. Fucking Biden! He ain't even running the country! Kamala, what's next? We ain't gonna have Christmas? Kamala's not giving us fireworks. What's she gonna do next? Come into my home and take my gun? No, I don't, I don't think that they're going to do that just yet. Uh, however, it, it is a little bit upsetting. There's, there's going to be no fireworks here. Uh, Phoenix will instead have the fabulous, fabulous Phoenix 4th light up the sky at American Family Fields and after dark in the park uh, will all be light shows throughout Tempe, Phoenix, and Scottsdale. I don't, I don't know, dude. 4th of July for me is like... It's about celebrating America. It's about getting drunk. I, I'm over the fireworks before 4th of July even starts, pretty much. It's two weeks of people drunkenly blowing up shit in places where there's old structures in 90-degree dry heat. Um, took 90 minutes for the police to respond to a woman that was begging for, for help in the apartment complex I used to work at. There's a good chance people are getting torched alive if that hits a stack of hay or something. If people are a stack of hay, what is he talking about? An apartment complex. I bet you there's a motherfucker with a stack of hay outside this shit. Just some trash shit like that. But um, my biggest thing, and this is not my joke. I heard it on a podcast like two years ago and it cracked me the fuck up. I was like, one of the biggest things I hate about fireworks is my dog freaks out and a dog can't understand it. And it's like, dude, you got to blow shit up in the sky for 12 hours straight. So these dogs can just keep shitting in someone's bed involuntarily. And that was a point somebody also brought up on the show. And another guy was like, no, fuck that. How many times have you been walking past a dog at night and not seen it? And it goes Arr! out of nowhere and your heart drunk jumps into the back of your teeth. Like you feel yourself lose your life for a second. You know what I mean? Um, wow, wow, since I left Minnesota, have I been less of a fan of dogs? <laughs> Shout out to Minnesota. As much as many issues, you know, you'll be on a walk and somebody will see you smoking pot and uh, report you for having weapons of mass destruction or something like that. But if you are walking and there's a dog, I, I've never even had in Minnesota someone's dog come at me. It happens regularly everywhere else I seem to go. Um, this is a public service announcement. Sometimes we do that on this show. Sometimes we'll do a, a quick little bit of knowledge that I'm 100% certain on. And this piece of knowledge is that if you are not going to a courtroom or through TSA, you should have a knife in your pocket at all times. We know too much. We've heard too many fucking stories, okay? And I fucked up. This is a story about me fucking up. And it could have been really, really bad. Um, I don't have the details in front of me. It's not one of the topics uh, that I was going to even bring up tonight. But about 
a month and a half ago, there was a college girl who went to a house slightly off campus. She was hired to go walk these three dogs, um, you know, for money or something. And uh, she gets over there. The second she goes in, nobody's home to give her these dogs. Dogs attack her. They're biting her face off, um, just, just attacking her. And the police got there. They must have sent the Uvalde police uh, because they couldn't do anything for a full hour. Does this seem to be a recurring issue with our finest, bravest folks in America? Does it seem to be a recurring issue, guys? Uh, nobody's coming for you. So you might as well start bringing a knife around with you. It could be dogs. It could be a crackhead. It could be someone trying to traffic you. And I'm not saying that all of this is out of the blue. I'm saying we hear too many stories now. You hear every story that's, that comes out about this. We have the knowledge. Arm yourselves with the knowledge and a knife. The double K. Um, what happened the other day, I literally got back in here, into my apartment. It was not working that day. It's like three in the afternoon. And I'm about to take off my shirt and just play Call of Duty on my phone. I'm just going to have a nice afternoon. And instead, something came over me and I go, dude, I want a Sprite so bad right now. I want, oh God, I want a Sprite. These people who don't, who say they don't like Sprites, you had a horrible mother. Okay, that's because you like Cherry Coke and Pepsi and things that are full of 40 milligrams in caf caffeine and twice the amount of sugar as a child. That's what your mom gave you. My mother was responsible and gave me Ceramist. The point is, I almost lost my fucking leg trying to go get a Sprite because subconsciously in my brain, I'm going, I don't need the knife. I'm just going to put on my flip-flops. I'm going to go to the vending machine. I'm on my way back and I come across this dog. Dog's name is Coco. Hey, hey, it's got a cock. So don't name it Coco. It's probably why this dog is such a cunt. Because I walk up and this dog immediately starts growling at me. I've, I've met this dog, petted this dog, helped this family uh, catch the dog when it was being mischievous and running away from them. I, I know this dog. And for whatever reason, I gave him a bad vibe that day. Maybe he doesn't like Sprite. But he starts growling and starts running at me, okay? Like, starts, like, just trotting a little bit. And I go to walk up the stairs. I'm like, this dog better fuck off. And then the kids who own that dog, the four-year-old and nine-year-old, however they are, come around the corner. Dog thinks he's in defense mode, lunges at my ankle, okay? As, as the dog is getting closer and closer and these kids come up, I'm going, hey, bro, hey, bro, hey, bro, 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 get your dog, homie, get your dog. Like, I'm saying that to the little kid. And he luckily got over there, con made contact with the dog and was like, hey, stop, stop, stop. And I guess the dog is so comfortable with the kids that he fucked off. But he got him just in time because the dog grazed my ankle with its teeth. As if it was trying to seduce, as if it was about to fuck me, this dog grazed a part of my body, a sensitive area with its teeth. As if to say, if I wanted to, you would walk with a cane for the rest of your life. Um, nobody's coming for you, folks. Nobody, that dog, if that dog would have latched on, say only that little girl shows up and this girl's always saying something retarded. Uh, and she just, she just says something ridiculous and triggers the dog to go attack me. I'm deformed. I'm wearing jeans the rest of my life and never running again. Never, never longboarding, probably never riding a bike. All because I just decided, nah, I don't really need it this time. I'm going to get a Sprite. 
Bring the knife, folks. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how we did, got to fireworks. Yeah, did the kid that. say sorry? Yes, he did say sorry. And it was, it was very sweet. These kids, <clears throat> I've talked about them on the show. They had the most white trash parents I've ever met in my life out here. Uh, like they'll say the cunt word in front of them and, and smack the dog in front of them. They got a mattress sitting in front of their front door right now. It's not a new mattress for sure. And um, the kid goes, sweet little kid, he goes, I'm so sorry. Please don't call animal control. We're, we're trying as hard as we can. And I wanted to, you know, like I was so caught off guard. I was like, I get it. I'm not going to call animal control, but he can't do that. And then the mom comes out and noticed that, you know, she almost just got involved with a lawsuit because I'll take the goddamn apartment if I don't got a calf. Don't care. Don't care if you got two dogs, two kids, two cats and a hamster. I'm getting mine if I got to lose my calf. Um, I defend myself in court. I can see enough better call Saul. I can do it. Um, anyway, I just the rest of the day tripped out going into cold sweats, thinking about losing a piece of my leg because I decided not to bring a weapon with me. Um, let's, let's keep moving on. These stories are a little bit older. We missed our episode last week. So I apologize if, um, if these stories are a few days outdated in this country, we like to, you know, if somebody rapes or murders or kills everybody, we don't, we don't usually cover it for more than four days. So I apologize if this is a bit stale, but Roe versus Wade, that's, just, that's a thing. And, um, you know, just proof that we're in some trouble here. Uh, is overturned. This is CBS News. With Roe versus Wade overturned, which states would restrict or protect abortion light rights? Here's a, a few of the states you could go to, ladies, if you had a rough weekend. Uh, if you wake up on that special day and nothing's coming out, no cramps, you go ahead and you send yourself up to uh, you take a nice drive to Washington. Maybe you go to Oregon, uh, California, Nevada, Colorado, Illinois. New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Maine, Rhode Island, Connecticut, Delaware, and Maryland are all very much expected to keep their abortion rights. Um, pretty much the way you can think of it is think of a state. Uh, what do you know about the people from that state? Do they sound like this and believe in Christ? Well, then, honey, you ain't getting that thing sucked out of here. That's right. You go up to Connecticut, you fucking whore. I, I don't care. Maybe you shouldn't have drank six white claws. Damn kids and their seltzer. Or are you in a place where, oh my God, so so is this, this is abortion number four. Okay. And when is the baby due? Oh, two weeks. Great. Great. Um, care, uh, uh, Marcy, can you go get me a knife and a pick and we'll just sort of get that thing right out of there? Like, depending on where you hear something like that, you can assume that that's where it's going to go. It's states' rights. Um, it's something that's that's tricky, right? Uh, there are things that are blatantly things that should be allowed, like smoking weed. You should be able to go to the fucking 7-Eleven, buy 20 joints for 10 bucks. But half of this country is stuck in the year 1800, so we can't do that yet. With something like abortion, it's a little more complicated. You have people that say you're killing a baby. Um, it's going. I think it's going to be very hard to get back to a point where it is something that you can just do anywhere. So, um, yeah, I feel bad if you're if you're in the south, southeastern part of the country. It was time to get out of there a long time ago. 
And maybe you should think about that again. Uh, Markel, have you ever, you ever, you ever bust one off in a chick and got to give her the six hundo to get that thing? That, that little voomp was the fetus coming out. You ever, you ever do one of those? No, what the fuck? I have a friend who's very pro-abortion and um, they had an abortion. Like it was, um, I haven't heard about the girl's perspective. I talked to the guy about it. It's pro-abortion and it, it's, he said it fuck him up, you know? Um, I don't, I, I've never been in that situation. I've never been in that situation. Uh, I try to avoid that. If a girl does that thing where she wraps her legs around me when I'm getting, when I'm, I'm doing this, ah, I got a weird cum noise. It's, it's like, ah, like it's like an old man at the end, like at the, he knows it's coming within the next couple of weeks. Death is coming. Um, and it, you know, if, if that happens, you legally, now that Roe v. Wade has been overturned in states where you would not be allowed to have an abortion, if the girl does the wraparound, you can punch her right in the face. Um, because these are, states believe that that is, that is far less of a crime. Oh, God, you ask um, somebody from the Bible Belt uh, whether they should forgive a woman who had an abortion because she was raped while she was passed out drunk. Or if you should forgive a guy who busted his wife's jaw for putting too much butter on, on the corn that night. Oh, God. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. They're welcoming the other dude into the church while trying to burn the woman's home down. So <clears throat> just want you to all be aware of your rights. You know, don't punch her in the face if you're in California. If you're in California, you got time. You let that go to the third trimester. You know, you got things going on. They'll suck that thing out when it's got a face. Uh, let's see. This week, this week in fentanyl, 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 America's top brand, um, ABC 7 News, 150,000 fentanyl pills found in a car during a traffic stop in Central California, the CHP says, forget what CHP stands for, the Tulare County High Intensity Drug Trafficking Area Unit too many words for your unit was called out and they found 150,000 fentanyl pills in the vehicle. Investigators say the street value is $750,000. Guys, 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 I'm not saying that I've been through the same thing as a trans person. All right. But there was a time in my life where you can throw on some Sunday football. Yeah. Your parents' house. They got that nice rug in the basement. It's, it's a crisp fall day where you can just smell the change in the air. The humidity of August is going away and it's just so nice. The Vikings just won. They're like three and two. It's just, it's colors are starting to change outside. And go, I'm going to have me a little Xanax. I'm going to have me a little football on football Sunday. I'm going to pop me a bean with some of mom's chili tonight. And there was a time where you could do that and just enjoy it and lay on the ground. And you got it from some guy who didn't even know that he met you that day because he was doing so much Xanax, which was proof that it was safe. My time of enjoying my hobby is over and I have to accept that. 
I think trans people could really take a lesson from that. I want to do a Xanax badly right now. But do you know what would probably happen? My heart would explode because somebody took a little brick of fentanyl. Very easy to get something like that over the border because I don't know, you need 10 of them and you could make, what's the math on that? Just as a carry the five. Oh yeah, one and a half million pills. So here's my point. If you're going to go out and do something stupid, like, do, you know, take a Xanax in 2022, maybe you like a little oxy. Maybe you think you, you're, uh, it, there was a time where it was cool to do Percocet. God knows why. Um, the, it, it, it makes you, dude, I, maybe, I don't know. But also, <laughs> if you listen, if you listen to what a rapper does and you go, that's me, natural selection. And I was almost naturally selected. Okay. I was listening to the future and, and Mac Miller and, and Eminem and just like, yeah, dude, at least somebody gets me, dude, because I like, it's like, like to vibe on these pills. No, that's not reality anymore. The reality is your family's trying to get the Narcan into you for the second time this month and you're not responding. It's done. Um, I don't know. Markel, have you... I don't know if you ever went through a, a drug phase, a pill phase, did you? No. No. I have I felt mean. like I was on fentanyl before. Like there's this feeling where your heart almost disassociates from your bloodstream. Like shit that's happening almost just doesn't match up with the way your body is regulating itself. It's very strange and very terrifying. Um, I don't know. Have you ever had a time in your life where you thought you were going to overdose? No. <laughs> I know you've had some, some times where you thought you were having a pretty close call. So, I mean, it's not like you don't know what it feels like to maybe almost die, but it is, dude, it is, it's trippy when it's something like that. Like when it's not because of somebody else, you're not being threatened by somebody else. You're being threatened by just a random pill you took and now is coursing through your body. It's, it's, it horrifies me, man. Think about it a lot. Uh, it tried to make the fentanyl story fun, but it got dark because, you know, why wouldn't it? Um, we are we're running into the, the time constraint here. We're going to have to take our, our mid-show break. I feel like I'm stuttering so much on this episode. That's, that's 1800 for you. What can I do? I'm a performer, you know? Um, Markel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause this one. We'll get back on in a second. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a true sign of your podcast being unsuccessful as I've I've done that probably four times on like four different episodes and never got a DMCA complaint. Like I'm pretty sure they have an algorithm to go find if certain licensed music has been played on a podcast. Just nobody cares. And then the certain people who don't have the DMCA, they still can just take all the money from your podcast from that episode. Enjoy enjoy your 17 cents. I will I will get in touch with Anchor Support and they will send that check to your home. Uh, have you heard that new ASAP song? No, I don't. That shit sounded fire. 
It's called DMB. That stands for That's My Bitch. Uh, very, very lovely and romantic. What's crazy about that is that I can't remember if he was dating Rihanna, but she is the, she plays like a down bitch in the, uh, in, in the, in the video. Um, she's like there when he gets out of jail and like is like flushing his drugs down the toilet and like uh, it's to help him sell drugs. Cool ASAP mob shit that I do and that I've done because I'm ASAP mob forever, dude. They're going to take me, but they said that, you know, it's just a time with the culture, you know, just to, just to, it just couldn't have a white guy in yet. But uh, I was talking to Rocky. He's, he's thinking sometime before 2026. Um, what's so crazy to me about, about that music video is that that's how cool ASAP Rocky is. If you can call Rihanna your bitch and make a song about it and have her in the video, and the, dude, the, I didn't play the chorus. It's like, you know, there's this there's, there's, uh, there's part of the song where he goes, I don't beat my bitch. I need my bitch. She cleaned my place. She feed my friends. It's like, if you can get Rihanna to just go with that, dude, congratulations. You're the coolest person in the history of ever fucking ever. Rihanna got beat up by Chris Brown and he got away with it. And she, like, she, I feel like there was this time and I was very young back when that happened, but I feel like that almost like changed her into this more, she was a sassy bad bitch after that happened. Like she didn't take any more shit and she was very much more uh, like girl power songs. And you would always see her, um, you know, just looking bad as fuck and just like fuck off to everybody, you know, just no, just on her own shit. She's a millionaire, sells makeup, a model. Everybody loves her music, including myself. I love that gif of her taking what had to be $500,000 at least, and just putting it into somebody's face and walking past him, walking like annoyed. Whether that was staged or not, it got me hard. And I'm not one of those guys that's like, that's into, that's into like the money thing. I don't, I, there are people that very sexually are into money and it's, it's a thing for them, <laughs> you know, like women. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I cracked myself up. No, I'm saying like, there are people who, who want to shove um, a stack of money in their asshole. They want to fuck it. Um, Rihanna just, just shoves a, a shit ton of money in somebody's face. Like, I don't give a fuck. She's on her own independent shit. And then a dude releases a song going, that's my bitch. It's like, whoa, dude, he won. Now I made a, a comment that you called racist in my uh, in our last episode, and I want to bring that to the table. I'll just I'll, we we both like rap music, that's for sure. But there's a disconnect on seventy five percent. Like if we had a Venn diagram of our music tastes, maybe twenty five percent of it would be in in the middle. And then I'll be honest with you, dude. As your friend, the rest of that shit was awful. I can't, I can't do the, the sing rapping stuff. Doesn't that make me less racist? <laughs> because, because, and I'll say this, and I'm not cutting this out. It makes me less racist than you because the light-skinned guys are doing that type of rap and I'm on the side of the blacker guys. Boom, game over, game over. I should have been a fucking lawyer. Uh, I don't know, I'll give you a second to defend yourself though. Do you disagree with me? Yeah, I don't really agree with you because my style... My music taste has changed over the years and like, you know, 
what I used to listen to in the past is in what I listen to now. What I respect about you is you do, you are a good DJ is the thing. I remember when I would be tripping out, you would always at least do me the service of putting on music that you thought I would like a little bit better. One of the best moments, probably one of the best memories of my life, um, at least drug wise, riding into the city on mushrooms and acid at the same time in the back of the BMW. Just going in, there's this part, anybody that's not from Minnesota, I can't remember what that bridge is. Is that 35W? It crosses over and all of a sudden you can just see the outline of the city. And as we got closer, the lights just started spinning around like I was looking into a kaleidoscope while being spun around um, down a hill or something like that. And Markel played the song Zenith by, by Denzel Curry and Joey Badass. And I don't even know what that song is really about. The Zenith, I guess, is like another plane of existence. And that's what I felt like I was I was on. As shitty as it sounds, that's I felt shitty. like I was on another plane of, of existence. You're on a Zenith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Markel proceeded to take that great, beautiful moment and bring me to Spider Bridge. Now, if you haven't heard the story about the Spider Bridge, Markel denies this um, because he feels bad about it. And that's fine. That's fine. If you would admit it, I, I think I could forgive you and move past it. I'm, I'll let Markel explain his side of the story here. You're not going to need to hear it, though, folks. What happened is right after this beautiful moment, we park in a, let's say, less than great area of, of the Twin Cities uh, where there's a giant bridge. goes straight, straight up, uh, winding stairs to get to the top. You have to be careful not to, to fall or anything because it's that high up. There were one million spiders. Now you're going to say, Joey, Joey, <laughs> oh, Joe, you're a jokester, man. One million spiders. What is this, Harry Potter? Where they're following the damn spiders and Ron Weasley, you, you're Ron Weasley on us here. No, guys, a million spiders inhabited this wall. Was I on mushrooms and, and acid? Yes. But I don't hallucinate shit like that. That doesn't, that doesn't happen to me. It was to the point where... Dude, I didn't feel safe down there by myself. And I was like, guys, I'm getting off of this bridge and you're just going to have to live with it if I get jumped. And you guys laughed it off. You hung out with your spider friends. I swear to God, I saw the other guy we were with whisper a joke to the spider. And, um, and it bothers me. I'll go ahead and let you, uh, let you have the floor to defend yourself, Marco. I mean, there's nothing to defend. There just wasn't a million. <laughs> there was a lot of it. A million, come on now. There's maybe this, like 20. This, this, this sounds like my uncle talking about the Jews. Oh, hey, there wasn't six million. I think there was like three. What are we talking six? Ah. No, my uncle is uh, not from Long Island. Um, whatever, dude, whatever. You know, they'll never, they'll never believe me in court because of the drug use that occurred on that night. But I just want you to know that I know. That's what matters. Um, here's, here's something that I found very fun. I gotta, gotta look it up because I didn't have it ready to go. Somewhere in Indiana, a morgue found 31 bodies, all in different states of decomposition. So I'm going to try and find it here. But Markel, while I'm looking that up, tell me what you would do. You walk in on that scenario. Now, Markel's a black guy. So he has to be thinking, oh, if this is a shitty horror movie. I better get out quick because I'm going to be the first one to go. Marco, what would you do? I don't know. I'd run, bro. 
Like, yeah. get out that gym. Get out that gym. Yeah, you, you probably should get out that gym. Uh, this is from the Louisville Courier Journal. Police investigate after 31 bodies, some in advanced stages of decomposition were found at an Indiana funeral home. So it was a, it was a funeral home, not a morgue, which makes it, I think, crazier. I think, don't some of them like combine? They have the morgue in the basement where they keep the bodies and they prepare them. And then the funeral home is upstairs. I don't know. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Let's keep reading here. Louisville, of course. Police in southern Indiana are investigating after 30, after more than 30 bodies, some decomposing were found at a funeral home in Jeffersonville, Indiana. So I guess it wasn't in Louisville. Jeffersonville police responded to the scene Friday night at Lankford Funeral Home and Family Center, according to a statement from Major Isaac Parker. The department worked through the night and into the morning. He said 31 bodies, some of which were in advanced stages of decomposition, along with the post-cremation remains of 16 other people were found. I'm looking, I'm looking, because I know that they said that there's a, there's like a major, major bombshell here or something. Police were informed by another agency last week about, about the funeral home, Parker told the Courier-Journal, part of the USA Today network in a brief interview on Saturday. He would not confirm whether any arrests had taken place, noting the Clark County Prosecutor's Office is aware of the situation and working with police on the case. That's very vague. That's very vague. This is the part that I was thinking of before when we talked before, Markel. We understand that this is going to be a situation where we're really going to need the assistance of these families. Parker added, I'm sorry that they're dealing with, they've already suffered a loss and now they're dealing with this situation. We ask anybody that has an, any information to reach out. So I'm trying to understand because I just skimmed through the article there and maybe I missed it. Are, were these bodies mistreated or did they all just show up there like somebody was hiding the bodies? I think that's what they're saying, right? I'm not too sure. Like it doesn't really make sense. I'll cut that part out. We're going to go with, we're going to go with, yes, they found, they found, uh, they found 47 bodies and, and this is crazy. We're going to do a small podcast based on this. I'm going to cut all this out because our dumbass fans will never see that coming. There's 17 of them anyway. Um, that's terrifying. It's terrifying. If it is that situation, that, that type of scenario that I just, that I brought up where it's, Oh, fuck, dude. This is where these 91, these, uh, what was it again? 47 people have been. And the, the families start realizing, oh my God, dude, these people were like left here to rot. And then they'll have people come in and tell them how they died. And we might hear some horrible shit. Remind me for next episode. I want to follow up with that. That's, that's terrifying, man. Um, you know, on top of that, even, even if it's the other scenario, it's just yikes. Could you imagine mommy dies of lung cancer at 76 and um, you're like, well, she's at rest now. She's, she's, she's in that casket. No, 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 you go, you go, I'm glad I got her ashes. I'm going to sprinkle them in San Francisco, just like she always wanted. Right by the trolley. You go to San Francisco, you pay so much money. And you work at Staples and you, you take out the thousand dollars because this was your mother's dying wish. She just wants to be left, left, left to go in, in San Francisco for the rest of her earthly time before she passes on to the next realm. And you spend a thousand dollars getting there. It's a very, it's a very romanticized thing in your head. 
and it somehow ends up being as perfect, as perfect as you, as you can imagine. You let those ashes fly. They just cascade in that San Francisco wind. Some of them hit the trolley. Some, some will go down by ticket booths. The mom can see that old spot. And then a year later, you're finally starting to get over it. Yeah, mom would want me to be happy. I guess I should, I should go start dating again. Maybe I, I should talk to my brother. I should call my brother. I should see how John's doing, that rascal. Things are starting to get back to normal. And then you got to come to the fucking Parker family funeral home in Louisville. And you realize mommy's been de decaying on top of six other bodies of meth addicts who died in the streets for the last year. She's melded into another dude like Cronenberg. And you paid for this service, for this funeral. You find out they gave you the ashes of some dog from the vet up the street. Like, yeah, that, that was weird that there was a small bone in there. You would have think they would have pulverized it completely because it's a person. But then you think back and you go, oh, my mom wasn't in that urn. She's been sitting in a basement at Parker Family Funeral Home in Indiana amongst 31 other decaying bodies. So either way, we got a fun American story here, right? Right for, right for the 4th of July. Right for the 4th of July. We, all we hear about is, is how great these guys, these fucking cops are. They're just, it's ah, great. No idea where these 47 people went. And they're all in the basement of Parker Family Funeral. This episode brought to you by the Parker Family. Look, guys, a lot of things happen. It's a crazy time. The supply chain is wild. That's why Parker wants you to know we're working on things. Yes, we understand that you cannot have the bodies rotting up against each other. That's why we're committing to more embalming fluid and more bone pulverization in 2023. We made a mistake. I'm sorry that your mother's vagina had to rot into another man's forehead because they were all thrown in the basement like John Wayne Gacy's victims. That's why at Parker <laughs> Family Funeral Home, we want you to know that we care. Um, it's, just, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Um, it's no good. It's no good. I wonder if anybody's going to notice that we're just we're just trying to steal Tim Dillon's show because I just accidentally I'll let out like a Tim Dillon like uh, uh, almost a twitch or something like that like um what's that fucking disease Aspergers and I'll just go, it's not good it's insane terrible Tim Dillon impression we'll go ahead we'll cut that out too um I think that's all my topics for tonight. Ending, out, ending on a super fun one there. Um, I was joking before, but look, guys, you know about all these stories. Don't go walking around by yourself, you know, with nothing on you. If you're going to do that, try and do it during the daytime. Don't go meet up with somebody and not tell anybody that you're going to meet this person for the first time. Be, be a little bit smarter. So that you don't end up in Parker Family Funeral Home. Mark Kelly, you got anything to plug this week? No, I can agree with what you just said, though. Good, good. Hopefully, uh, my my friends, God bless them. Hopefully, we can get some sort of service over there at the farm, and then we can have Jeremy 
and Patrick on for the next episode. Uh, this one's been a lot of fun, guys. I think that we got some good topics covered in this. And uh, I think we all learned a thing or two today, you know? Bring the knife. Good night, folks. <laughs>